Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Lady Gaga's dog walker speaks out and addresses his ongoing financial struggles in the wake of the kidnapping attack. Plus, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie continue to battle it out in court. Inside the Texas abortion law debacle and The View's Joy Behar stops by to celebrate the show's 25th season. It's September 1st. Hello, hello. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Wednesday, a whole new month, and we've got a whole new sound. Did you hear that new music? You know, just switching things up, keeping it spicy. Well, today there are some major Hollywood birthdays. Gloria Estefan turns 64, Padma Lakshmi turns 51, and Zendaya turns 25, a whole quarter century. To celebrate that last one, fans got a gift from actor Tom Holland, who took to his Instagram to wish rumored, now all but confirmed girlfriend, Zendaya a happy birthday. He posted a sweet shot of them on the Spider-Man set and wrote, my MJ, referring to her character, have the happiest of birthdays. Give me a call when you're up. To which she quickly responded, calling now. (laughs) So sweet. And we all wish her the same. Also, quick shout out to Clooney Bartholomew Rubenstein. That's my lazy little Pekin Bijan, who turns nine today. Happy birthday, Clooney. But on the topic of dogs, Lady Gaga's former dog walker, Ryan Fisher, has spoken out. He sat down with Rolling Stone and opened up about his harrowing experience being shot and critically wounded during the kidnapping of her French bulldogs a few months back. In the article, he detailed everything, including after the assailants attacked him, took the dogs, and he was lying on the ground and debating whether or not to tell authorities who the dogs belonged to. He said, Quote, I really had to weigh my options. Do I say who the dogs belong to? Because if I do, it adds more media attention. I was bleeding out. And that was the thought that was going through my head. He says, what's the best way to do this so the dogs can be found? Just wow. As we all know, Gaga offered up a $500,000 reward for the return of her dogs and the assailants have all been brought to justice. But when it comes to Fisher, he sustained numerous injuries, including a collapsed lung and almost died. Interestingly, the article lays out his financial struggles in the wake of all of this and how it ties in to his relationship with Lady Gaga. While he still considers her a friend and is grateful for all of his friends' support, he made a GoFundMe not too long ago asking for help. And his family says more could and should have been done in the way of helping him out, all things considered. This will continue to be one of the wildest stories 
ever. In some somber breaking news, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nene Leakes' husband Greg has died at age 66 after a two-year bout with colon cancer. It was announced that he went peacefully while at home, and this news comes just days after Leakes revealed that he was, quote, transitioning to the other side. She also shared an image with the word broken, so terrible, sending love to her and her sons right now. All right, shifting over to the courts. There's a few things to get into. One being the, I have to say, sad news that after 70 years, seven young black men known as the Martinsville Seven, who were accused, convicted, and executed by electric chair, have been posthumously pardoned by Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. He says the judgment does not speak to their guilt or lack thereof in the case of the raping of a white woman, but the fact that they did not receive due process and they received a racially biased sentence. I think it's important that this is happening and also heartbreaking that their lives were taken unjustly and for something they quite possibly didn't even do. Another big ruling everyone is talking about, what's happening with abortion laws in Texas. And people Zoe Ruderman has the latest on that news. Take it away, Zoe. Starting today, abortion is banned in Texas after about six weeks of pregnancy. This is the latest in a string of state and local efforts to chip away at abortion rights and the protections granted under Roe v. Wade. Now, just for context, many women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks, which is the earliest a heartbeat can be detected, and it's typically about two weeks after a missed period. Texas is one of a dozen states that have fetal heartbeat legislation on the books, but this particular law takes things further. It allows private citizens to sue anyone who helps a woman get an abortion. Opponents of the ban are concerned this will force patients to get unsafe underground procedures or go out of state, something that can be a huge burden or impossible. Multiple lawsuits are underway, but for now, organizations, including Planned Parenthood, say they'll comply with the law. All right. Well, that has already been a lot, but we're going to dig in now to this next court story all about the latest in the never-ending family drama between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. And joining me now is my favorite digger, Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. I'm happy to have that designation. I feel like that's very flattering in our business. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what is going on? We we have just another volley over to the Brad Pitt side now coming out of this whole divorce debacle, right? Yeah. So I guess to set the stage a little bit for what we're working with, um, a couple months ago, there had been a custody ruling that awarded him, according to a source, significantly more custody. And then subsequent to that, about a month ago, the judge was disqualified from overseeing the case at all on the basis that they had allegedly not disclosed business dealings with Brad's side. Mm. So anything, any rulings made um, after August 1st of 2020, so going back a whole year pretty much, had been, were vacated, oh, wow. meaning that all of the custody, the additional custody time that um, Brad had been awarded was taken back. So now yeah. Brad, after you know reviewing his options for the last month, he's filed a petition with the California Supreme Court asking to have this situation reviewed, basically saying that um, it was inappropriate to disqualify the judge from the custody case and to vacate all of his decisions. And that basically he's saying that this has huge ramifications for the entire legal system. Wait, so what was this conflict of interest though? Like how deep was it? Like he, is he related to this judge? Like, so what Angelina is alleging is that the disclosure was not made properly and that she did not have adequate understanding of the business dealings that Brad's lawyers had once contracted the judge to do work for them. 
Okay. Outside of Brad, but just the lawyers and the judge have a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So what Brad is is contesting here is that, in fact, the disclosures were made and that she waited a period of time before making this Mm. argument, after it might have been looking as though things were not going to be favorable to her. And they used the word gamesmanship in their in this court filing. Are, are, are they are the kids spending time and are the kids OK? I, I almost I don't know if they're lost in this at all because there is so much back and forth. But do they both feel like they're doing the children's bidding? Well, I suppose she from her perspective, you know, she thinks that it's wrong that the judge didn't let the children testify on their own behalf because she believes that there's a lot of psychological damage that was done that it would be damaging for her children to have more exposure to Brad. Brad's side has always maintained Mm. that he wants what's best for the children and that they believe that this lack of custodial uh, time with them has been harmful to them. It's really, it's like coming up against a brick wall. Like they just are on diametrically opposed viewpoints here. Oh my goodness. And for two juggernaut A-list stars, this is pretty wild. All right. Thanks, Charlotte. Love having you on. Thanks, Janine. Next up, not only is Zendaya 25 today, The View is celebrating turning 25. And Joy Behar and her longtime producer, Brian Tetta, stop by to reminisce. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi there, I am back now, and my next guests are no stranger to the small screen. She is the longest-running co-host, and he is the executive producer of ABC's The View. You know, that Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show with a whopping 25 seasons to its name. (laughs) I love the ladies of The View for their wit and wisdom and diversity of opinion, and I am thrilled now to welcome none other than Joy Behar and the show's executive producer, Brian Tetta, to our show. Hi, guys. Congrats on the 25th season. Um, yeah, it is. It is a bit awesome to think that any show has lasted that long. So so I always think we must be doing something right. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but whatever it is, working. Yeah, this is seven years for me. And it's unbelievable because I've heard all the stories. I've watched the show from the beginning. So seeing the way the show has evolved and how it's actually managed to stay relevant all this time is really something to to be proud and excited about. Well, the secret is that it's a live show, number one. Number two, we deal with whatever is hot that day. And that that keeps everybody on their toes. It's like having a wife that's always interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joy, you joined the show back in 1997 and are currently the only original co-host. So, you know, I realize it's True. it's near impossible to really look back, you know, on all of that. But when did you know you guys were really on to something, in, in, in your opinion? 
I think we kind of caught on pretty quickly. But um, as I've said in other interviews, I think people know this now, that um, Barbara had to go um, around the country to get other stations on board. It was a network show, but everybody wasn't on board. She went and told them, please watch our show. Please put our show on your, on your cable network. And they did. And that's how we grew. And then we became, uh, you know, um, an addiction for people. I think. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna pick up on your your analogy here, Joy, the the wife that's always interesting. I mean, that would be you. You have been there the whole. Time. What's what's the staying power for you? I I'm, I say what I think, and I and I mean it. That's I think my secret. I, whatever I say, I mean. I'm not making it up. I'm not pretending to somebody else. Mm. And I have very strong opinions. I don't really um, give much um, credence to the distractors, people who attack me for my opinion. They disagree with me. That's all. It's okay with me. And I think that that's appealing to people when they see somebody who can bat the ball back and not really care if you if you don't like them. Knowing that, like, I'm wondering if you can talk about the preparation that goes into each episode on the production side, uh, just the research you guys are doing and, and, and how you're deciding, you know, who may be too controversial and who's not. Well, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I, I don't think there's anybody who's too controversial for the view. I, I think there's sometimes a question of mm-hmm. um, who's relevant and who's going to spark a conversation. I mean, we've had... I mean, Joy, gosh, we've had everybody on yeah. the show at this point. But as far as what we're talking about every day, that's really determined mostly by the hosts. You know, I, I have my list of, I guess at this point, they're cliches because I've been saying them for 25 years, that the topics should be relatable or debatable and that that will make it an interesting conversation as much as you can. I mean, listen, people have mm-hmm. conversations all over the place. Some of them are interesting, some of them are not. This is a volleyball game that we're playing. It hit the ball over the net, hit it back to me, I'll hit it back to you, I'll hit it back to that person. It is not a golf game. We do not enjoy pontificating for 10 hours with one person holding the, the, the ball. And I'll say, you know, you touched on this earlier, Joy, but I think the, the reason you've done as well as you have on the show for 25 years and the reason the show is thrived in general is because they these people aren't play acting this is authentic passionate viewpoints all the time right. believe me i wish people say to me all the time was that fight not real i'm like no i wish <laughs> so, so i'm wondering i mean the most recent news just in terms of you know the gang is is megan mccain's exit and and how will that change you know the dynamics of the show what do you guys think yeah, well, the plan is that we are going to take a little time to fill Megan's seat. It's a hard seat. I mean, um, all the seats on The View are probably the hardest seats on television. If you're going to be kind of giving that conservative viewpoint, it, it's tough because you're sometimes all alone on an island. So, so Joy, Joy, if you could fill an extra seat with someone from a previous season, who would you choose? Oh, goodness. Well, Meredith Vieira, I think, would fit in with us. And Sherry Shepard, those two. One of the main things of the show is camaraderie. If we don't have the camaraderie, we lose something in the brand of this show. It was not based on hostility towards each other. It was based on camaraderie and and chemistry from Mm -hmm. the get-go. That was Barbara Walters' idea. She wanted women of different opinions, different ages, different backgrounds who could disagree in a friendly way. All of the women that I worked with have something, had something to offer the show, all of them. Even though I argued with uh, his Hasselbeck, for instance, well, we we had fun in there. You know, we didn't fight (laughs) off the air either. We were fun. We had fun uh, fighting with each other and arguing with each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And then just on the last one, I I need to know dream guests for this upcoming season. Is there someone you wish would come on by The View? 
I mean, we've had Obama. That was a big thrill for me to have the Obamas on, both of them. They were they were great. And the minute I met them, I said, these people are sane. <laughs> they're not crazy. <laughs> you know, they're going to be good. And I love Joe Biden also, you know, and um, who else do we want on back on? I, I want, I'd like to, uh, Kamala to come back and I would like to see Nancy Pelosi. And uh, some of those uh, righteous Republicans, I would like to see Liz Cheney on the show and Kinzinger, people like that. And Mel Brooks, of course, on the most political. He won't talk politics, though, but that's all right. That was The View's Joy Behar and executive producer Brian Tedda discussing the show's 25th anniversary. For more on this story, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile. Have you ever been up Shit's Creek? <laughs> well, now you can be. The Emmy Award-winning shit sitcom <laughs> Schitt's Creek can now be your fantasy turned reality. A pop-up replica of the show's The Rosebud Motel has now arrived at the Lucky Rabbit Flea Market located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It features the iconic living area and even Moira Rose's vanity along with David's black sunglasses. You guys have to see the images online. Tickets to Live Like the Roses are free and the attraction is open now until October 31st. All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow. 